everyone, it's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to episode 167, I think, I gotta pull up my notes here, 167 of We The Gamer Cast, it comes to you every Monday on iTunes, Google Play, and mother-loving YouTube, uh, thank you for subscribing, thanks for sharing, and rating us on iTunes, and all the things you guys do, it's all possible, you're watching this video, by the way, because it's uh, all, all everybody supporting us at Patreon.com, like our Platinum Executive Producers, Corey Hicks at Twitch.tv slash chicks underscore 18 and my good friend mr mark moody over at youtube.com slash out of lives our gold executive producers quest for pixels man himself mike bc and panache malloy and all of our amazing and amazing executive producers our new executive producer tony hutchinson donnie reese another new executive producer steven iafrady joey splats carol underwood dante bellini jr jared gautier dude 427 kevin austin josh barboni or bloodborne if you like tammy ryan robert bobby miller tim Alf, martini jean david ray jesse armstrong you guys support so much stuff it is amazing what's happening with Make Us Better, guys. And I wanted to let you know, in case you didn't know, you can support us over at patreon.com slash make us better. And there's four things I want to I want to tell you that I do that is supported by patreon.com slash make us better. First of all, this show, obviously. Uh, the second thing, I, I stream at twitch.tv slash Sean Capri on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursday nights, starting usually around 1030 in the Eastern Standard Time. I'm supported on If We Ran Nintendo and the Xbox Drive, which just rebooted, refueled. It is now with Mr. Luke Lore, the insipid ghost or insipid ghost. Uh, We have to maybe work that out. So guys, thank you so much. But if you're new, I'm getting way along. Here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. And if you want to be on the show, Edwin will tell you it's very easy. Just tweet me or, or, or send a DM. Uh, it's Sean Connery. No, it's not. It's Sean Capri. It's Connery. Oh my God. I'm not even redoing this, guys. I, I'm a little out of breath. It's very smoky here. You know where to tweet me, guys. It's very smoky. The entire province of British Columbia is on fire right now. And we you can't even like go outside right now. And unfortunately, yesterday I was actually, uh, supposed to be doing a, well, I did, did part of a charity bike ride. Some of you remember a, a fundraising stream we did back in, gosh, was that February or March or something like that? The ride happened this weekend, but they canceled it after I did about 75 kilometers. And I was literally on a bike wearing one of those like masks, like one of those filtering, one of those filtering masks. Not fun. I, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was like trying to just suck air through this thing, but just filtering out all the, the smoke and the crap. And ultimately the medical team was like, this, this can't be happening. Um, apparently they had a ton of respiratory problems, uh, overloading the, the medical tents and everything. So they, they shut the whole thing down. So I got to come home a little early. I put in 75 kilometers on my bike. I felt pretty good. I got that done by about 1230. So I was feeling really good despite the conditions. But to, to be honest with you, I'm still kind of like feeling like my lungs are kind of, I was, I had asthma as a kid. I don't know if you guys knew that. I, don't, I feel like everybody in the nineties who grew up like in the eighties maybe was like diagnosed with asthma. And then it like, then everybody got diagnosed with like ADD. Um, in my generation, it was asthma. Everybody <laughs> asthma, but legit, I had some, some pretty awful asthma attacks. So I guess they might have been right about that. Anyways, lungs feeling a little, a little full. So I, I celebrated today by having some leftover carrot cake, and um, we're just going to talk to you guys for a little bit. I want to give a shout out. Before we get into today's show, I've got a couple things I want to run down with you guys, if that's, if that's all right with you. If you like, you can skip ahead. It's great chat on the other end of all of this with Edwin Garcia. Incredible. At E Plays Chords. Um, I want to I wanna give a shout out to Ali Mushka for being on the show last week, and um, I know big things are happening. Um Follow her at that little fly. My goodness. I feel like this show is just on a roll lately. I don't know about you guys. Like a lot of people creating content, um, out there. You just, you, you get that feeling, you know, when things are going really well and you're saying the things that you want to say, you're not bumbling over your words or coughing up smoke or anything like that. You know, <laughs> things are going well. I think, um, a couple great conversations in a row starting, um, all the way back. I mean, like with Sarah was what two three weeks ago, and then Allie was last week, and then Ed this week. It's just incredible, guys. But if you haven't already, if you don't subscribe to Fortress of Nerditude, then you would be unaware that my wife, my wife Chelsea, was on Spencer Stapleton's show. They're talking all about well, really everything. I think they're uh, might be getting Chelsea and I to be playing World of Warcraft pretty soon. They talked about Fallout and they talked about women and streaming and everything. Great, great episode. We got to listen to that while we drove down to Calgary for. For the ride so check it out if you like thank you to spencer for my by the way spencer like guys check out fortress of nerditude just for the audio quality if nothing 
If nothing else, holy crap, man. You got things down pat. Congratulations. I want to thank our new patrons. Uh, Donnie Reese, of course, PSVG guru over there. Can't call you that. Ain't no G's. Does that mean there's no gurus in, in playing Nintendo? Ain't no G's in playing Nintendo. Donnie Reese. Uh, we got Tony Hutchinson. I heard Tony leave a voicemail at Nintendo Nostalgia. So thank you for listening and thank you for supporting. And Nick Patrick, another producer. So guys, the, the dream and the vision continues on. So thank you guys so much for all of that. Um, I'm glad to be home, to be honest with you guys and motivated to make stuff. I've just, before I sat down to this, I'm trying to like work out my week of how am I streaming? How am I going to, I'm going to write somewhat of a review. I think it'll be mostly like an impressions, either video or post on we the nerdy.com, uh, about we happy few. I'm just not feeling it. And I can't tell if it's necessarily because I was. No, I can't tell. I tried it when I wasn't streaming and I just don't, I just don't love it. It needs an extra layer of polish that it's just, it doesn't have. Um, but I talked more about that on this week's Xbox drive. So check that out, guys. Two things I'm geeking out about Diablo three because it's coming to the switch. I talked to Bobby about this on if ran Nintendo on Friday, but I think I'm going to do, if you guys are interested, let me know. I want to do some game nights or something. If you guys have this game on, on Xbox, I have it on Xbox. We should definitely play, maybe do a little bit of a, a multiplayer stream. At some point this week, I want to designate like Tuesday, th- Wednesday or Thursday as like multiplayer day and then tackle my single player games on the other two nights. So I'm trying to schedule all of this stuff, but I've rambled on long enough, guys. We have an amazing conversation coming right to your ears and your eyeballs with Edwin Garcia. You might know him. <laughs> you might recognize the name, actually. Janet Garcia was on the show I think in January, February, something like that, earlier on in the year, had a great chat with her. Now, her brother, incredible. We're going to talk about music and creativity and being great. And uh, here he is, Edwin Garcia. But don't you have to? So where does like music take you in life? Like I, I imagine because like musicians often get very done up especially like well depending on like what area of music i guess you're in if you're kind of behind the yeah. scenes composing in a dark room then maybe not <laughs> <Yeah>. so much <laughs> um but i don't know man musicians have a certain style to them as well for sure um I, for me personally i'm kind of all over the place um yeah it's kind of like, how do we how far do we go how far do you want to go all back the way this? man let's do it <laughs> yeah man where did, okay, what was cool. your first so music note that you heard <laughs> music I'm note kidding, that I'm i kidding. heard i have no idea yeah, but uh, so basically at first I was just an aficionado of music. Mm-hmm. You know, I just loved music and I could tell that I loved it more than the average right. person because it was all I wanted to listen to, all I wanted to talk about. Like I was just hyper into it, especially at the time when I was young. It was mainly like hip hop music and mm-hmm. rap. But and my friends like that, too, but not like I did. Like I wouldn't shut up about it. You know, like I just wanted to I talk about that. it and be about it. Yeah. So um, I just know, knew that I was like a hardcore music mm-hmm. fan. What kind of hip hop were we talking anything. about though? Like, what was what was playing? Like, let's let's. Uh... Uh, that, well, at the time, the exact era was like Eminem, Fifty Cent. Oh, stuff. okay, okay. Because uh, <laughs> that's literally when I was growing sure, up. Sure, sure. You know, like the first CD I bought was a Eminem show from a Kmart, like a mile Come from my on. house. I walked there, bought it, <laughs> and walked back. Wait a minute, but like, how old yeah. did you have been? Like, you shouldn't have been buying that. Uh, like, no, I was like six, yeah, sixteen right? something. Like, they let, still let me buy yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah. it's the in that it's in that zone of like, mm, I guess like what else, you're gonna get it from somewhere you know, else. Kmart was fifty fifty with me because right. I bought it that time, and then a few times I tried to buy stuff and they were like, no, and I'm like, you guys were cool last mm-hmm. time, and then I'd go back and they'd be like, oh, I don't care. So it would just oh depend. Oh my gosh, that uh, reminds me actually. One time I lent, so I used to be a server, and this is a bit of a roundabout story, but um, I used to be a server, so all of my money that I would spend was all tips, so cash money, right? And so I had lent twenty dollars to a friend to go buy a movie or something at at the local Best Buy, mm-hmm. and they're like, they check every twenty dollar and up bill, right? So they check it, and apparently this was a fake twenty dollar bill that I had oh got my from my tips or from my money or whatever from serving and I had lent yeah. this over and so they didn't let him spend it but they gave it back to him so he cool. went over to the McDonald's next door said can I get two tens they gave him two tens <laughs> he went back oh my over <laughs> and used like two legitimate ten dollar bills and- I got a worse story I got not that I want to talk um, to you I got do. a worse counterfeit story <laughs> um my friend, uh, I wasn't working with him at the time, so this was like he was older than me. Uh, so he was telling me this story when I got into uh, retail because I used to work retail. Mm-hmm. And he said that uh, one time uh, he was working the register as a new guy, and he took a fake, uh, I think two fake twenties, 
So same mm-hmm. scenario. And then the manager came, you know, after there was too much money in the drawer, they take it out. So, you know, in case there is a robbery, they don't take everything. So, yeah, he, he was counting the money. And that's when they, the manager checks with the registered person. OK, it's six hundred dollars. I'm taking out, making sure it's all real and all good. And then I take it to the back. And when he counted, he's like, huh, he's like these two 20s, uh, do they look funny to you? And he looked at him. He's like, oh, my God, he's like you took them. He's like, what do we do? Oh, my <laughs> the God. The manager said, just give them to a customer. No, that's how this happens. Oh no! They prob- well, obviously not the same. Because 20s. then they would have got in trouble. They would have had to pay it right. off. So they just said, "He just said, just give it to a customer." Oh, and he no. did later when someone had like a hundred or something. Do you remember <laughs> what was funny about them? Because I never like got to see the twenty ever again. Once I handed it out to my friend, I didn't yeah. see it either because I-, I wasn't working at the time. So oh, he told the story when God. he before I got there. That's happened. I was like, "That's horrible." That's so funny, dude. <laughs> yeah, so that's how that's how what it happened. What retail did so you work? Uh, I guess I'll say it. I usually don't like to, but I'll say it. Uh, Walgreens. Walgreens. So I used to work like. So I used to work like as a stock guy, bringing in like the warehouses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did that for way too long. I did that for <laughs> nine years. Nine years! Holy crap! From eighteen to uh, what would that be? Twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Wow. Yeah. So that's putting you through. Nine that's years. putting you through school, or what? What are you doing in the meantime? Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> I'll try to give the my whole life Let's story it, in like two what minutes. Do you mean? We got an hour, man. Bit. What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't need to be brief. So. On this. Uh, that's true. So basically, yeah, so I, I had a passion for music, but I didn't do anything with it. Um, mm. And then as time went on, I actually tried to do the hip hop thing, which didn't work because I wasn't very good. But more importantly, I just realized I actually want to be active in it. Right. And then I tried the hip hop thing, but my friends just like I took it seriously, even though I wasn't good at it. Like I, I practiced, I wrote stuff. I tried to get like, you know, record things. And I had friends who were very talented in music, but they just didn't take it that seriously because they didn't care as much. And once I realized that, I'm like, well. If I want to do this, uh, I'm going to have to do it on my own mm-hmm. then. So from there, I said, okay, um, obviously you can't go to rap school. So how do you like <laughs> figure this out? So I said, well, the main problem, the main reason why I need my friends is because they can produce. And they mm-hmm. were good at that. They, they were legitimately good at producing. They just didn't want to do yeah. it because they didn't want to do the work that would take like you know, recording 20 songs and picking them out. and play. They didn't want to do all that stuff. So I said, okay, well, I need to learn how to produce. So I started literally Googling, like, how do you produce? What do I have to do? What do I have to learn? I knew the programs, like, the names of them and all mm-hmm. that. But I just didn't know, like, well, what, what would that really entail? And the, the one response I saw on so many, like, blogs and forums was that you need to know at least one instrument because you have to be able to sonically explain and digitally put in, like, the notes and, like, what you're talking like, everything for the production. Right. You have to at least know something. It would really help if you knew an instrument. And since I didn't know anything, I'm like, okay, well, I could probably learn an instrument like to that level that I need just to get the production going. I like for most people that would be like, I guess I'm not producing then because that sounds impossible. Like, yeah, yeah. All right. I was like, no, let's like do that's it. a major hurdle. Like that's not just like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. buy this adapter and you're gonna go in. Like you're fine. It's learn like an actual instrument. So what did you choose? Well, I chose what everyone said was the easiest. I chose a uh, piano there. What? Uh, that's so not easy. Tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, recorder I think, maybe. I think, Yes, yes. Well, record is too. It won't help. But I think piano is the easiest in terms of like I can get you to sound not horrible. Right. right? Like you can play a trumpet and sound horrible forever because there's intonation and things with your Mm -hmm. lips. And if you don't understand me explaining it to you, you'll never get it. If I tell you to play middle C, uh, unless you miss it, you can at least play middle C. If I tell you to play a C on a trumpet, you could never make it sound right if you're really, really Mm -hmm. bad. So it's intentionally, it's like at the beginning, it is easier. But yes, as you know, (laughs) the more you progress, it's very, very hard. So I started with that, with the intention of I'm going to produce for my own rap songs and blah, blah, blah. And then slowly... The the piano was basically a gateway drug to like all different types of genres right. of music and stuff. Because I'm like, well, I have to learn the, the piano. I have to learn using a beginner book. Mm-hmm. And then once I did that, like the hip hop thing kind of went away. I just Interesting. wanted to play piano. Yeah. So it was like this gateway that sort of like kind of went away, but I mean, it kind of led into a totally different style. Yeah. So what were like the yeah, different, let, styles let that, different styles? Was it because the intro books were kind of like <clears throat> leading you into various styles that you hadn't really thought about before? Like why why did yeah, that kind of happen? I, I, I just liked playing the songs, even if they were like, you know, Itsy Bitsy Spider and When the Saints Go Marching. They were very easy because I was just starting mm-hmm. out, but I was actually enjoying it. And it got to the point where since I wasn't doing those rap products with my friends because they weren't interested, yep. this was what I was mainly doing. And it became like, I'm just interested in this. And then basically I went from in like a year, I, it was crazy. Like in a year, I went through like every beginner book and got to the point where I was playing sonatas like after Get year one, here. which is unheard of. Yeah, I, I haven't met anyone who could do that. Um Matter of fact, I didn't have my first uh, formal lesson until like a year after. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because uh, then I started taking uh, private lessons. And that's what the teacher told me. I told him my story. I was like, well, I've only been playing for a year, but I've been really serious. I'm really hard, working really hard. I'm trying to go to college for this and do this a career. And they're like, okay. And they heard me play and they were like, you know, they're like, yeah, there's a lot of work you need to do. But they also said, like, I've never heard anyone get to that advanced level with no supervision, mm-hmm. like just looking at books. Like, I don't know anyone who's ever done that. Well, so it's like, okay, and at least you still had, like, it was still a type of formal training, right? Because like, even if you have, sure, yeah, even if you have like a teacher instructor or tutor or something like that, they're going to give you books and exercises to do anyways, which is probably mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. things that you were working on. But I'm, exactly. I'm always curious for people who are self-told I'm or self-taught. I'm a self-taught. Uh, I could play a little guitar, but I've got horrible, I've, yeah, I I've know got that. horrible, horrible habits. Um, like some, some chord changes are not right. And I can't break those habits. I'm always right. curious for people who teach themselves an instrument. Like, are there habits you had to break that early on or? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I, I was good at a few things on my own, but that's when I did need the instruction, like the proper finger patterns, making sure my hands were, uh, had enough endurance to play. Right. I learned those things. It was like, I learned the technical stuff, but I was able to play songs that were at a hard difficulty level already because I, I took my time to kind of go through it. So I think the really good thing about piano is there's so much history that it wasn't too hard to find a book that was good right. and could guide me. For example, for what you do, like how do you do YouTube videos? That's very hard to find like a really good, everyone agrees this is a good, good you know, good uh, tutorial. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to keep looking at videos until you trust somebody and Isn't then kind the of, then they might have a different yeah, and they have they might have a different version. So, you know, like let's say if you're looking up, you know, OBS, they might have a different version of OBS. So only part of the information helps you and they're they're not actually seeing what you need to do compared to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it just is so much more nuanced. While with the piano, uh, there's been hundreds of years of uh, experience and books that you can kind of find a good balance point. So Dude, that is such yeah, a great comparison because as soon as you bring that up, I'm like I'm reminded of the last probably two, three years of just like combing through information. Like I'm like getting to the end, I'm like, this doesn't help me at all. Or I even I literally just had just last week I broke something and I looked up a form like, and just do this oh. and it will totally fix it. And I did it and I didn't, I didn't fully understand my problem or what the, it's, exactly. what the problem was. So like I went in and did the solution and it broke it even further. Like if, it, if there was ever fixing, oh, I broke that chance because I, I right. Yeah. This yeah, thing. yeah. So, oh man. That's how I feel with my car. I'm like, I'm just taking it to the mechanic. Oh, no kidding. I can't do it. I know. I know the guys from <laughs> Flexipose. Lucas always is fixing his cars based on things from the, from the internet. I'm like, dude, I would be, I'd, I'd be putting the brakes on the transmission <clears> somehow. Like it would just be, everything yeah would be broken. I, i'm horrible at it and uh i don't feel bad but i i wish i wasn't as bad but i'm like you know what i'm just i'm not gonna mm-hmm. destroy this thing and i'm just gonna get frustrated for two hours on my day off and then i'm still gonna have to take it to the yes. mechanic so let's just cut the and middle then you gotta explain all go the garbage and you know, all the problems that you the new stuff that you've created so yeah i'm like oh i, I moved this That's and so i funny. think this wire was loose but i don't remember and <laughs> Yeah, it becomes a mess. So yeah, so I learned uh, the piano on my own. Then I went to school for it. I went to a community college because I already mm-hmm. uh, graduated high school. At this I want to pause for a quick second on this because I, I I feel like you might be able to do this better than I ever could, and that's really why I want to have like doing the show is because people are come on, they're smarter than I am, they're more articulate, which is great. <laughs> so I wanted to because I feel like there's quite there's nothing quite like learning a new thing. I think I was just talking about this with Ali about um, math last week, and I wanted to talk to you about this of music about like that feeling you get when you learn the thing like when you like sat down you get the book and you kind of like i think it speaks to the fact that you didn't want to do hip-hop anymore you're like i'm good with itsy bitsy spider and all these other things like yeah what was that experience like and what is it like as you continue to grow and progress in music um can you articulate the feeling that you get when you learn something new and you can and you grow as a musician it's it's the best feeling probably (laughs) uh it feels victorious. You just feel like this, like euphoric, great like word. yes, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's a great feeling, and it's it's a, not not that it's a rare feeling, but so much of practice is kind of negative because you're supposed if you're practicing right, you should be practicing what you cannot right. do. So it's just literally like I could play you a great song right now, but when I'm practicing, I'm supposed to be playing something that I cannot play mm-hmm. and trying to figure it out. So it's always coming kind of from a, like not a negative place, but like a difficult area. Big time. Uh, I. So so when you break through, even just a little bit, it always feels real good. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's an awesome feeling. Oh, I love that. Sure. Okay. So that, that actually, uh, now this is, I'm going to be about me for a quick second because I only ever play now like songs that I know. I pick up the guitar. I'm like, man, I've been playing this song for 15 years. Like I haven't learned anything right, new in yeah. like forever, you know, because I, you're right. Like it, it takes like discipline to go, 
I'm not, I don't know what this is. I'm going to have to like repeat it over and over and over again. I do it just a little. We bought uh, my son just this tiny little baby piano, like this baby, baby oh, grand awesome. piano. It's hilarious, oh, yeah, cool. super cute. And he loves it. He's gone from like smashing the keys to actually like using his fingers. And he's kind of like, that's great. It's he's far from actually playing the piano, but it's, it's just fun to watch him do it. And I kind of like, I dabble a little bit. How old is he? He's 16 months uh, this week. He'll be 16 oh, months. Well, he's, he's very, he's well on his he's way. Just, at, he's at, just learning the yeah. notes and that like when I, when he hits the thing, then a sound happens and right next to that is his drum kit so we want we want him to do like all of the things right so so it's great to to watch him do that as i as i sort of babble on on the on the little piano i'm doing like zelda songs like all the things from ocarina of time yeah i did the overworld thing for my recent project i had a project last year called nine for nine oh really where yeah so i had a project called nine for nine and every month starting in uh, april i did a new song Every month. And I, I kind of used it. You know, we talked about I used to like hip hop and then I went to like other music. So I have a wide range at this point because I started with hip hop then I started with like classical music. Mm-hmm. Then I moved on to jazz. And now I'm actually kind of jazz video game other. Oh, it's like basically all my genres. Yeah, man. So um, for my first project after graduating, I said, you know what? I don't know what I want to do. So I'm going to do all of it. So it's called Nine for Nine. It's every month a new song. So they don't have to be a cohesive record. Mm-hmm. They can just be little singles. So I did like. I didn't do actually like any hip hop songs, but I did like some hip hop like influence, like trip hop kind of stuff. And I did the Legend of Zelda Overworld theme uh, as one of my songs as well. So it's funny you can mentioned that. Uh, do you have it? Like, can you send it to me? <clears throat> yeah, I can send you a link for sure. It, I have it on YouTube and on the SoundCloud. Oh, definitely so. hit me up. I definitely need to because I, I have. I always introduce like the, I do my little intro and then we have a musical little thing. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. It. it would be amazing to have like your song lead into this conversation yeah definitely you could definitely use it it's, oh, it's, it's up it. there i'll send you a link after this that's awesome okay so like let's let's get into video games a little bit here as well because like you yeah. got into music actually okay. later in life or at least at the, the level that you're at later in life than i had thought but like so <laughs> mm-hmm. video games was maybe the original love is that kind of how that worked out or where did video games come into your life in comparison to music uh probably around well younger because uh video games i do remember very vividly uh the beginning music i don't because like i mean i probably heard music since i was you know when you were a baby you hear music even if you don't know video games was different uh i saw i know exactly when i first like saw video do you really yeah 100 percent uh i really doubt it was earlier yeah it was when i was um i would say three or four years Mm -hmm. old it was my uh cousin who's a year older than me it was like her five-year birthday party, her five-year-old birthday party. So she was five, so that means I was four, and I still remember that. So, And she was playing Super Mario Brothers 3 on the NES yes. at her birthday party. So uh, I get there. We got there not late, but like it was packed, mm-hmm. like a bunch of kids. Like I don't know anyone because it's just my cousin and like a bunch of kids, and she's playing, and everyone is surrounded by the TV. I mean, I, don't, I was small, so maybe my perspective was wrong. It felt like 20 kids just watching mm-hmm just watching her play the game so i'm like what is that and i walk up to her, i'm like whoa what is going on here <laughs> and it just blew my mind i was like she's controlling the character yes. and I, I still see the screen i'm like what is happening mm-hmm. and i don't think she let me play because like the line was long and i was i was one oh, year my. older and when you're a kid one year is like 20 years <laughs> so they're like yeah yeah kid like uh i don't know go go get food with your mom or something so i didn't even, even play that day mm-hmm. i just saw it and like too many people wanted to play so i was just like whoa and then the funny thing is I kind of forgot about it after. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it affected me, but I was just like, oh, well, I don't know. Because, um, like, what else are you supposed to do at that point, right? Like, are you, like right, I'm four, yeah. so I was just like, that's cool. And then my mom's like, exactly. well, we can't get it, so <laughs> go go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was like, uh, I don't know the year. Let me think. It was, uh, if I Googled it, I could probably find out. But it, it was the year that the, um, I think, the, the N64 came out in 96, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it was uh, it was 96, when I kind of got back into video games. So that was like, I was 88, 90. So 92 was the first time I saw a video game. When I was eight years old in 96 is when I'm like, okay, I actually want one, mm. like for real. Like, I'm not kidding. So I told my mom and stuff that I want a video game. I want, you know, the N64. It just came out. Everyone's talking about it at school. And I'm like, hey, I want to do this. And they were kind of like, my mom was like, mm, that's a lot of money. I don't know. Right? And I'm like, come on. And then my grandma, she was the one who always would like buy me that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. She was still skeptical too. So what they did was they bought me the uh, the Super Nintendo, like the the mini one they kind of came out with, the Junior. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Super Nintendo Junior, I think it was the name of it. It was uh, what? It was just like the last. It was like the last variation of the Super Nintendo they brought out. So it didn't look all squarey. It had it looked had like an oval oh, shape. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yoshi's yep, Island. Yep, yeah, totally. It came with Yoshi's Island in the yep. box. Yeah. So they're like, oh, it Yoshi's was like 100 Island. Bucks at the yeah, time. man, good yeah. place to start. 
it was like a hundred bucks. So they were like, okay, 300, no, a hundred. Okay, fine. So they basically were like, we're going to buy you this. If you play it a lot this mm-hmm. year, you will get an N64 next year. So I had to prove my game dumb to my family. It's like the best <laughs> thing is like challenge accepted. Like what, do you even know what you're saying yeah, to me right okay. now? <laughs> yeah. So, so I got that game. I bought a few other games. I don't really remember, but I also, back then there was Blockbuster. So I would go like every oh, other week yeah. and get like some games and then they definitely saw i definitely proved my worth so i got an n64 like the following mm-hmm. year and then I, I stayed on track for the most part after well because you have to remember too like i don't know i i don't know if it was like you uh, i feel like we had maybe similar upbringing my parents were very similar and like like every penny was like that better be worth it right so if you got a toy yeah, sure. like especially because these were toys to us right and if you bought a toy and you played with it for a day or two and then like mm-hmm, kind of cast mm-hmm. it aside like our parents were dumb like why you won't you don't want to do that over and over and over again so video games right, yeah. were yeah they would have fallen under that Expensive, same category yeah. of like yeah this is like this is serious cash also they have to help you set it up that was the biggest thing for me like my parents had to help yeah. us like actually like plug it in actually i think my parents pushed back on that they i think they probably helped me with the super nintendo but i know for i think for n64 they're like hey you wanted it like <laughs> you figured out my no way <laughs> Yeah, oh, I think man. I think for the N64, I know for a fact the GameCube and PS2 at that era, I was already in high school. I definitely set all that up. They, they didn't oh, want yeah, anything sure. to do with it. Um, the N64, I'm not sure. The Super Nintendo, I'm pretty sure they had to help. I was eight. That, there's no way I was going to figure out like all the cables. Yeah, and back in those uh, days, they, like for yeah. me, it was like my dad would bring home a second VCR, and so we would tape to tape. Like we would go to Blockbuster and rent a movie and like nice. tape to tape stuff. So ah. that's where we started to kind of learn like what the cables did all back there because it was such a mystery and then like i didn't even think about that that's a great idea my dad would record like old soccer games but he wouldn't we never thought about the tape to tape for uh in and out my dad even had like a little he had a little car like a oh the vcr reminder yes 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 he had one of those to just pop it in there Mm -hmm. and you don't have to do the whole turn the tv on and press the button for two hours the the things that made our lives convenient before like we needed this separate sort of appliance to put in our yeah he had that little little car on the floor and you would just press it and how many people i want people like leave a comment in the youtube video or something like reach out to ed (laughs) but like i had that same thing because um I remember it. we used it so much, it broke. It actually wouldn't lock down anymore. So you actually had to sit oh, there funny. and press it down. Uh, and if you let go, the VCR or the v- 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 the tape would pop back up again. So yeah, this... I think ours were always worked, but my dad took care of it. And, and, he, and we couldn't touch it. So I think he, he did okay mm-hmm. with that. But yeah, we had the little oh, thing. Oh, remember like renting a movie <laughs> and like somebody else didn't rewind it. And it's like starts at the end or in the middle. And you're like, oh, that guy wasn't rewinding. I would always kind. be mad. And I would always hope they got charged. I'm like, I hope they got charged the $2 because oh, this is BS. This is amazing, dude. I, was... <laughs> I love. I miss those days. Like, I know they're not going to come back mm-hmm. and stuff, but I definitely miss. I used. To, I went to Blockbuster until they closed. Like, I would still go. Like, even the early two thousands when it was like really like I was like one of the last three people there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely lo- I loved going there. I would have the same tradition because I had one like uh, five minute walk from my house. Yeah. So I would go there, get a couple games, get a couple movies, whichever I was feeling, a couple snacks, mm-hmm. and then uh, when I ha- when I actually had a, my full time job which was when I was 18, I would also go, this is the next level, I'd go to the Pete's Market, which is like a grocery store near my, it's like a chain in yeah. Chicago and stuff. I would go there and I would get like one of those $7 pies. <laughs> so I'd come home with like two games of pie and some oh, candy. I'm yeah. like, let's go. Oh man, that sounds, that was okay. the thing. It was all, it was this whole ritual. Like experience, oh, yeah. Uh, so what about like the, what about the condition of all of your games? So I was very particular when I, especially when I started to own it, like we always rented stuff yeah. for birthday parties, but when it came time to the original Xbox and the Dreamcast, we owned it. And like my stuff was pristine, man. Like there was no Me leaving yeah. this around. I anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the right disc in there and everything was, was put away nicely. Mm-hmm. I had like little sections in my room for it. It's funny. I'm remembering now I used to have like a big pewter and I would just put them all like all the games on the right hand side and the GameCube was up there. The GameCube was like, for me, that's my favorite era because I was still like, it's the last time you could call me a kid mm-hmm. because I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So before that, <clears throat> after before that, I was really a kid. But that's like the last time where I'm like, I'm aware of everything. I'm almost an adult, but not quite. Yep. And I can still kind of literally play for hours with no consequence mm-hmm. because all the only consequence I didn't do my homework. So, so it was like the, it, that's kind of like a sweet spot. Of, I'm still a kid, but I'm old enough to kind of know what's up. So that's like my favorite era, and, and the games were great too. But yeah, that's that's what my fondest memories are from like that. I GameCube love that way era. of like looking at that. Like I've never really thought of it in that way of like what era. Man, and, and even if you, I'm glad you're not asking me this question because I'm literally admitting to you, yeah. like, you would be putting me on the spot. I'm not sure what that would be. Like, remembering a specific point in time where you're like, I'm so aware that, like, I guess high school is kind of, is kind of that by default. 
that you know that like there's yeah. time that this time is coming to an end and that college or something else waits around the other corner and you don't really right. know what that is it's the first time that like life is gonna throw something completely different at you well, you know it's over right? right before that everyone's telling you what to do you're in kindergarten mm-hmm. you go to grammar school you go to high school after that it's maybe slash if it's kind of up to maybe you. you go to college yeah maybe you go to college if you're smart enough if you figured out the mm-hmm. money maybe you go to work if you so we don't know the answer till age 19 mm-hmm. were you freaking out at that time no <laughs> i was pretty i was a real no oh, okay <laughs> i was a really bad i was a really bad kid i was really really bad uh like the drinking, yeah. the smoking, the the not doing homework. Like I was, I was pretty much, uh, I was about as bad as you could be. The only thing I didn't have was like a record or something. That's it. Right. Like I didn't do anything horrible. So so you know, no one was like I wasn't like unhirable or anything. But everything else was like a mess. Like straight D's, didn't go to school. Mm-hmm. It was over. Life was done for me at eighteen. I was like, it's done. And then I just uh, all I wanted to do was get a job. And then I got that retail job, the, the Walgreens job. And then that was kind of my life until like around um, the time I mentioned uh, just playing the piano. Mm-hmm. That's when I, I, I kind of had like a epiphany. Uh, I was because I, I was good at my job because I worked hard. I was like, oh, I, whenever I said the classic thing, everyone says school stupid. So when I have a job, I'm going to work hard. But I actually did. Mm-hmm. I was legitimately like I was a good worker. I worked 40 hours. I was the best worker. I think I was one. Of, I was at least one of the best. But I think I was the best. Mm-hmm. And I was on the rise. I was going to move up and get promoted and all that, all that stuff. And I was happy with that. Um, but then, like, long story short, about three years in, um, me and my boss just started to have beef for whatever yep. reason. He was just not getting along with me anymore. We went from like he used to call me his son. He literally would call me his mm-hmm. son. And I went from that to like he doesn't like me anymore and I'm getting the bad schedules. Like you could just see the signs. Like I was getting the bad schedules. Things would go wrong and I would be blamed for it even if I wasn't me. And Do you know what do you know why go, that happened? Like what what caused the turn? A little bit. Uh, basically there was a there was a not a manager, but there was like an assistant who would take care of the schedule. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I don't know why she felt that way, but all of a sudden she started not liking me as much. So then she started kind of putting in his head that, oh, it's, it's Edwin who's doing this. It's Edwin who's doing that. And I didn't want to get in the bickering thing. I just took it. I was like, whatever. Like, it's I don't know why this is happening, but it's happening. Uh, and he believed her. So I was like, well, if you're that easily swayed, uh, I'm not going to try to sway you back or whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically, I went from I used to really like my job. I was happy with it. Uh, and then this stuff started happening and it was no longer a place where I was having joy or just being like, hey, I'm working. It, it's all good. And I, after, I go home and I, I watch movies and stuff. So it's, it's fun. It no longer became that. It became like a place of negativity and like just like anger mm-hmm. and frustration. And uh, it got to the point where I was just I got like angry slash depressed about it. And I was just in a really bad spot. And I realized that I didn't have my life together, that because this was the only job I had, I got it at 18 and I kept it till like I was at the time I was like 22. Yep. I realized, well, if this guy doesn't like me, he probably won't give me a recommendation. Yes, yeah, so I don't have good grades. Or anything else, right? Because my grades aren't good. I have no other job experience. The only thing I can show on a resume, I can maybe not put. So I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm stuck. I'm really, really screwed. And the reason is because even though it was true that I worked hard, I didn't set up any other good, you know, um, recommendations from anyone else. So I realized how far I was from just utter destruction, which was like this one guy controls my life. Right. Like if he says, if he fires me and doesn't want to give me a recommendation, I'm basically a 22 year old with nothing. Mm-hmm. So, that really shook me. And I, I remember the day that it really hit me because it's hit me, you know, as you know, like anything else, depression or anything. It's not one day. It's just like <laughs> a succession of weeks or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, a wouldn't it be nice point. if it was just one day? And you're like, oh, that, that's enough. I was, yeah, <laughs> it's a 24 hour and I, I mental know, illness. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's done. But it's no, it stretches out through time. Yeah. Uh, so so what happened was uh, I was going through all this and frustrated and angry and realizing that I'm really screwed kind of. And then one day it was just like a night shift, um, four to 11 shift. I was putting up the, the bags of chips, you know, like to filling up the, the, the shelf. And it just, uh, it was a Cheeto box. I was pulling out of a Cheeto box. Mm-hmm. And then I just realized my life was just a wreck. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm so screwed. I'm here and I'm stuck and I'm screwed and I can't get out and I'm screwed. And one of my managers, uh, he walked by, he did the classic, how's it going? But like how everyone says, you know, just like, oh, good. Yeah. And I told him the truth. I'm like, to be honest, I'm not doing good. He's like, what's up? I'm like, what am I doing, man? I'm like, I'm 22. I'm working here full time. You know, my boss doesn't like me. Like, what? What am I doing in my life? Mm-hmm. And he took it well. He's like, well, he's like, I know it's going to sound cliche, but I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell everyone else. What do you want to yeah. do? And my answer was music. 
I'm like, music. I just want to do music. I don't know what I want to do in music, but I want to do music. He's like, well, then you should be working to that. And I'm like, okay. And then that day I started looking up colleges and just it slowly started happening. Dude, that story is like giving me <laughs> chills, man. I absolutely love these moments in our lives where you can like pinpoint like the second. And I, you remember the Cheetos that you were doing Cheetos at yeah, the, the time. Yeah, Cheeto box. Yeah, Cheeto box, putting up Cheeto boxes. Yep. And you... No, bags in the Cheeto box. Yeah. What if... Okay, so a couple things. Like just like I love this like cosmic stuff all coming together all at once <laughs> for like this beautiful moment that like completely like change your trajectory. Like, Like what if you don't get that shift? You said that somebody else was giving you like bad shifts, right? So like yeah, now you're yeah. getting a shift like the four to eleven maybe less desirable than than you wanted in the eight to four right yeah, yeah. so you're in the shift that you don't want to be in but you're put there by somebody else um, who happens to be at the same time that somebody else is in that shift like what if what right, if you yeah. were perfectly happy right like what if you were like you, you things went well with your boss and you're getting the shifts that you want and like next thing you know you're working at Walgreens you for know, the next forty years maybe like I don't yeah, know you know what. I've talked to like my family about this before because uh, people who know me well and now you're one of Hi. them and I guess all your viewership because yep. <laughs> uh, this isn't a pop. I don't tell everyone this story. I just tell people who are close to me. Uh, so it's you and, and your your yes. podcast family now knows uh, this story and my immediate it's My family. favorite thing, but, by the uh, way, when we, people say that. I never say this to anybody, but here we go. Like, the, Yeah, I never yes, said it. Man. Yeah, I never said it to anyone who wasn't like a close person. Hey, uh, but <clears throat> when that comes up, like what, what if? I kind of know. I think – what would have happened was, well, that job would have ended somehow, probably bad, sure. instead of how it ended, which is not too bad. Because I, I, I decided after that, okay, I, I put a plan together. As I told you, I worked there for seven years. So if I knew this around four years, I still stuck around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did like, I, I changed stores and I kind of, I adjusted my, my way. So I ended in a nice way compared to, I probably would have just exploded one day and, and left right. like really bad, right? It would have probably been ugly. So I'm glad it happened the way it did. But if it didn't happen that way, I think the worst thing that could have happened to me is what I at the time was begging for, which is a promotion. If I would have got a promotion, it would have been horrendous. I would have been making like 50K, totally happy. Like, yes, I got it. And I would have, I know exactly what would have happened. Eventually, I was going to get to the same conclusion that I didn't like what I did. It would just take me three or four more years and I probably would have got deeper. Maybe I would have bought a home. Maybe I would have bought a new car Mm -hmm. and I would have got more in trouble. So I, because now I know my truth is that I'm a creative person. I can't do that kind of job. I just cannot. I won't be happy. Mm-hmm. I won't be fulfilled. And if he, if things would have been better, or if that would never happen, eventually I was going to come to the same conclusion. Eventually I was like, at the end of the day, I'm just counting the money and bagging groceries, and that's not what I want to do. Even if you do pay me enough, mm-hmm. it's not going to satisfy me. Um, so it would have probably been worse. It could have been worse. I could have, like you because said, the stakes I gotten... only get higher with every year in life. Yes, stakes yes, get higher. Stakes and higher. only get higher. Yeah. Dude, that is maybe I would have had a kid and been like, I can't leave now. And then just like I would just felt tr- even more trapped or it would have just been a harder path. It was already a hard path. It took me like six years mm-hmm. from the moment I realized it took me six years to get my life together. And it took me five years more to leave that mm-hmm. job. So it still took a while. Imagine if there were more barriers. It could have took even longer. Do you ever think about because you like really <clears throat> opened up to that manager at that point in time and you're and concerned about where you were in your life to a person who probably was older further along in their career as a manager at that yeah. company did you ever think about like man what does this kid like what does this kid think about me like i'm i don't know if he's a 40 year old manager a little right? bit. no he was like 25 or oh, something. okay so he was pretty okay young. so he's still kind yeah, of in he, the same. he did the grad school thing and then he he, he, he was rising up in the ranks pretty right. fast um i was comfortable with him that's that's one yeah. of the reasons why i said it we talked about life stuff uh, for the most part. He was a really good dude. His name was Bob, which is like a classic white what? name, but he was really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Manager Bob. Yeah, totally. Yeah, man, but he was really cool. We would talk music and life. So he, he, he made me comfortable enough mm-hmm. to go that level. If it was someone else, just like you said, if it was someone else, like maybe some manager that I, we only talk about work with, I probably wouldn't have said anything. But since I felt like, you know what, I'm willing to risk telling you this, um, I didn't really think that way, but that's because he made me feel like I didn't have to think that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it was it was great that he was there because who knows what would have happened. Okay, so then you said your next steps were like looking up different schools and things like that. Like so like what was the journey like beyond you said a long a long time and like yeah, 6 years. Yeah, man. <laughs> and that so if it, with the journey that long like maybe there's like are there false starts? Are there like change of direction? Like, okay, I'm going to do music, but like what, like that could mean a trillion different things. As I said, my brother became yeah. like, he wanted to learn all the things and then he wanted to get really deep into yeah. theory. And then it's like, so he studied up from an academic standpoint on music and then went to turn sure. like, well, how do I, how do I make money on this? Monetize right? Yeah. Like, how do you yes. make a living? Yes. Like at a, at a certain point, I think a lot of us who, who go to school, university realize I can't do this forever. I got to like finally get my piece of paper right. and then do something. I try to tell people thing. that. 
um, that's another. I'll, I'll come back to that uh, in a little bit. But uh, to answer your first question, uh, I was really lucky. I think the good news about my life is that I made so many mistakes early that I was once I turned that switch on, like I'm going to be serious. Mm-hmm. I was super like. I had an epic run after that. It, it runs in like, your family, though, man. Like, let's be honest. It's like you had one life left in, like, you you know, like you're like like you're fighting a boss. You're like, I only got one life. And then you just go on a mad run and you do what you never did. Mm-hmm. It was like Pressure's that. Pressure's on. Yeah, uh, man. So, yeah. So the pressure was on. It's like, okay, you already screwed up all of high school, all of grammar mm-hmm. school. Your work, you hate. You have no more. You're, even though I was 22, I felt like I was 32. I'm like, you got no more chances. Right. You know? So I took it really seriously. So I actually got lucky on everything else. I think I made all the relatively right moves after mm-hmm. that um, did you have somebody guiding you along though like where you still yeah, yeah you know like janet yeah. which was crazy because janet was uh you know she's six years younger than me she's like a high school freshman and i'm telling her like my life's unfulfilled and i need help and she was like she was really cool i i wish i could dig up the emails but she was emailing me schools like maybe this music school would be good uh i didn't pick I any of those that. schools but it was nice to get that kind of support you know um and i didn't have it from anyone else because my dad kind of already gave up on me like he loved me but he's like you're a loser i love you but you're a loser so but like you know this, like, this this daughter of mine like she's yeah, doing pretty yeah, great yeah he's like he's like i gave up but i still love you and hope that one day you prove me wrong and my mom was kind of the same way mm-hmm. so i didn't have too many people on my side because i already showed them that you're not you're not an academic person you literally have been getting d's all of high school mm-hmm. you never went i had like 123 absences like i literally didn't go so it was like what would make me think you're going to do college which is a harder level seriously mm-hmm. like I have no evidence to prove that you would do that, you know. So, but I, but I, I did, and I, and I was serious. Um, so basically, I just picked a community college in my area because uh, I couldn't. There's no way a university would take me. Right. I, I had a zero point nine three GPA. Sweet. So, <laughs> so yeah, no one's gonna take me. Uh, there's no chance. But so I had to go to um, community college, which I was fine with. So I'm like, okay, let's do yeah, it. Man. I was like, I'm willing to do whatever because I'm not gonna be doing the grocery thing anymore. Mm. I, I can't. I can't. So you said I got to go to a school, another school first. Cool. I went there. I was supposed to go there for two years. I went for three, but that was just because uh, basically the um, the way their system was set up, I didn't take the right classes to graduate on time for two years. Right. So I had to stay an extra year. So it was a little annoying, but that wasn't a really big hurdle. That was probably the only mistake. What about the age though? Like, so you're, you're probably starting college or university at about 21, 22. So what like, like community college yeah, yeah like so i guess maybe you're still kind of within the realm of like other kids who are still about that age oh yeah right? yeah no one really noticed right. that i was old and even when i went to because i eventually did go to university and graduate there it's funny they thought i was their age right. uh when i when i joined i was when i went to because i went to Harold washington college which was my community college i went there for three years and then i graduated and went to university of illinois at chicago mm-hmm. uic here in Chicago, obviously. And when I went there, I think my, I was in my first year. Uh, they thought I was a sophomore because I was, a, I was considered a transfer student because I transferred from community to, to four year. Uh, and then I remember one time I mentioned how old I, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm an old guy. And then like the freshman, this, the freshman is like eight, 19. He's right. like, you're only a year older than us. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I'm 25. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm 25 years Dude, old. Dude, I, I am not. I specifically older. remember a conversation I was having with somebody when I was in like my first or second year of college. And I remember specifically talking to this person like, man, I, I just turned 24. And I was like 19 at the time. And I'm like, 24, like, holy, how do you even yeah, like dead, live? Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like man you're older than the dirt that you sleep on man like that that age was just like compl- it's like a it's like a six-year-old looking at like a 10-year-old and thinking like that's a grown-up you know i remember when i was 18 i used to think i was old yeah i literally thought it mm-hmm. me and my friends used to think we were old I, and i remember having those conversations we, we would be talking about our older brothers i didn't have older brothers we talk about older people right. would be like you're just a kid i'm like i'm 18 i'm old yeah and i literally thought that Why do you and think it's that so is? funny to think that now Why do you think yeah because i i did the exact same thing and it's this like pattern of like 20 years old you think you know everything 30 years old you yeah know you nothing. want you want maturity yeah. and you want to say that you're part of it so like you're part of the adult community True. like that's what all kids kind of strive for you always want to be the big brother the older person oh i'm in sixth grade i'm not a baby anymore yeah. you know i'm in high school i'm not a baby anymore i'm out of high school i'm not a baby anymore mm-hmm. like you keep like you keep fighting for adulthood because in general i think in society we have a bad thi- we have a bad thing of uh we uh, downplay youth you know what do we what do people call fortnite a baby game like right away it's like an insult to youth mm-hmm. so because of that when you're growing up you're trying to get out of youth you, you want to become older because no one makes fun of adults. They make fun of kids. And when you talk about something that's bad, you're like, you call it childish. a baby thing. You're acting childish, mm-hmm. right? It's always a negative. So I think when we're growing up, we're trying to fight that. We're like, no, if you that's childish, then I'm not going to embrace my childness. I want to embrace my adulthood, even if I don't have it yet. 
my mind is like completely blown. <laughs> Where does this like sage wisdom come from? And I thought you were a bad student. Oh my like, age. Yeah, yeah I, I was, but I I learned I learned after that. Yeah, so like where, um, yeah, but like so the yeah. experience has to come from like this. I don't know, man. I don't I don't know exactly what even the question is, but like this has to come from. So is it just like self? I guess self taught, like self learning of like where yeah, I did a lot of self learning yeah. too. Uh, before I went to college, I I already started to kind of I did a lot of back when History Channel had like a lot of documentaries. I would just watch a lot of documentaries and read a lot of stuff and just try to. I'm like I was missing everything because I didn't go to school, so I'm like I don't know anything. So I had to kind of pick up as much knowledge as I could, mm-hmm. and I actually did like it once I actually embraced it. I was like, oh, it's kind of cool to learn stuff and just get these opportunities to learn things at a higher level. Mm-hmm. So I actually. It's funny once you actually try, you actually find that it's actually not so bad. I love that, uh, man. Holy, I've had yeah, a couple of those good moments this, this today. Yeah. This has been incredible. I wanted to ask you about like kind of like your day to day now. So you did the college thing, you graduated. So like, where did that end up putting you here in 2018? Right. So I'm I'm similar to your brother, where um, I I would say my time's kind of split. It's like 40 percent practicing, 40 mm-hmm. percent teaching, 20 percent composing, yeah. and other like music stuff so yeah that's where it kind of left me where uh right now i choose to kind of like your brother did i'm like the monetization of it's probably best right now the teaching route i'm working on starting in the next year i'm going to be doing a lot more video game music so that's going to be interesting so i want to kind of do more composing side and i also i do want to do performance more because i i do play a lot and i I can play at a high level Mm. so it's a little bit of everything uh so my time kind of the day is kind of crazy it starts like at 6 a.m and i'm practicing in the morning and then after that like i kind of take like a quick nap, rest up. The afternoon I go uh, teach. And then depending on the day, I either come back to play some more or I go to a show or I try to squeeze another hour of composing mm-hmm. in. And that's kind of every day. So it, it's really fun, but yes, it's very it's tiring. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a grind. But uh, I enjoy it and I love it. And it's it's, it's awesome. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how my day-to-day goes. I have to imagine that. So my brother left the city that we live in. He lives in Vancouver now, which is like, a, this. that's like musician center. It's like very artistic, very West Coast. I heard there in Toronto are like the two places big time. To, to go for. Especially music. in Canada. Like you got to like it, <clears throat> yeah. pretty much for anything really. Like if you want to go like big time for mostly anything, I'm going to upset maybe a few Canadians here. But like pretty much like Vancouver, Toronto are like the world class type of cities. Well, it's just. People get mad at that stuff. I'm from Chicago and, you know, the Midwest, we have that. People are like, hey, I'm like, the, the point is that it's not, if I could just go anywhere and make a living, that would, maybe I would consider other places. But it's just where that's where the people are. Like, you need to have people mm-hmm. because that means there's business, there's opportunities. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense. I know people get frustrated. And I, I feel for them. But I'm like, I'm not going to try this in Kansas because the amount of people I can potentially, re- like, my numbers are dwindled. Yep. Could I make it there? Maybe. But I know I can make it here because there's plenty of people and I can do more work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why the big cities. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's kind of how it works. What's the, what's the scene like? Like if you walk down the street or like if you wanted to like go get a gig, like kind of describe what's the music scene, the live scene like in Chicago? <clears throat> well, I primarily play at this point right now jazz music. Mm-hmm. So the scene's pretty good. Yeah. We're like one of the probably top three to five in the country. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a pretty good scene. Um, but there's a different uh, amount of gigs, right? Like it just depends what you want to do. Like uh, there's a about 10 really pristine jazz clubs but they're probably hard to get into because you got to be one of the the big boys mm-hmm. there um but there's other you know there's other gigs there's like weddings there's like you know birthdays there's like uh, holiday events mm-hmm. there's um you know coffee shops and restaurants and because of all those you know when you really start thinking outside the box too um i couldn't do this gig but i got a gig the other day uh, my friend messaged me they're like oh can you do a can you play at Menards for like three hours? And I'm like, that sounds awesome. You could, you could just play whatever you want, just jazz music on the piano. But he couldn't do it. But unfortunately, I was out of town. So I'm like, I can't do it either. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, I would love to have done that Menards gig because it's like a it's like a, a home improvement warehouse store. So it's just been just playing, you know, some sweet Why tunes Why did they there. need that? Um, I'm not Seems sure. I think they have it every Sunday or something. <laughs> yeah, they, they just, people like the music mm-hmm. there. It's like a tradition on Sundays. They have, I guess they have like a piano come in and, and play. So I was going to do that gig, but I, I couldn't because I, I was actually out of town uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a, a Missouri game conference, the Mo Games Conference uh, in St. Louis. So that was fun. But unfortunately, that means I couldn't take the gig. But it's stuff like but that. But what was There's that like? like Hang on. Of... I want to talk about okay, I have two things I want to talk to you before we close things. I want to do the, this uh, Missouri Game Com. And then I want to talk to you about jazz and improvisation and things like that because I think sure. there's a language to that. So talk to me about this this game conference. Like how did like what was that what is it even like is it is it a huge thing like how did you end up getting to go have you been before those types of things yeah i haven't been there before um but um janet was like hey i, I want to go what do you think and i'm like yeah let's go because you know she doesn't i don't know if you know but she doesn't drive so to go to something like outside of our city 
that far mm-hmm. she probably needs help or if you if i couldn't do it she could decide hey do i bus it do i like how do i get there so i'm like yeah let's go let's do it so i went as a fan and obviously she goes to ask the kind of basically like and she's going to cover it, she, yeah. yeah yeah she's going to cover it, exactly so yeah so we went there and it was pretty fun it was yeah. only one day but it was a hardcore day it had like a bunch of big youtubers like metal jesus was there and uh, all his people were there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and um they had a. Uh, it's basically like a big like almost like a swap meet mm-hmm. inside so they had like a bunch of games and you know people were trading and buying stuff and playing so yeah it, w- it was a really fun time um uh, hanged out with some people that we knew like on the internet who were gamers in the midwest and stuff like mm-hmm. that so that was good um then we ate and you know it, it was a really nice nice experience I love that man just like dedicated day to being like a total nerd and it's like come home yeah and then that's if, it if someone hasn't if someone likes video games and hasn't gone to any kind of conference i strongly recommend you do it you might think Big it's time. silly, and I, I I went to the Midwest one with, with Janet as well. That was like a three-day. I really only went to support her. I didn't care at all. I was like, I'm just going to, to be nice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when I went, uh, it was fun. And, yeah, you, you buy a couple games, and, like, you would think, like, oh, who cares? But, no, like, kind of like with the experience we're talking about. You go, you meet people, you start mingling. Mm-hmm. Uh, indies are trying to show you their game, and then they have, they have pinball machines. And then, like, next thing you know, you're having a blast, and you're buying stuff you shouldn't be buying, you know? Yes, and, so totally swept up in the whole moment and the environment and everything. Yeah, and then, then it's, if it's especially if it's a different city or something, you're like, oh, let's go eat at this one place. And then you're checking out. Now you're traveling, and you're just getting a little more culture. Like, oh, I've never been in this city before they got some nice stuff they got a nice river blah 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 and then next thing you know you have a great time and it's like it was a blast so i definitely recommend uh if someone's like kind of hesitant on that like i don't like to do that i think try it once and then get back it should be on everybody every gamers every nerd bucket list even if you're like kind of just a little bit of a nerd like go to like i said go to it once totally if you don't like it cool but do it once and tell me because i think you'd be i think most people would be surprised i know i was uh now i really like it and i try to go to kind of, I'm gonna to try to go to as many as I can, mm-hmm. uh, you know, within reason and stuff. Yeah, but man. yeah, they, they were really fun. I definitely recommend uh, that one. And yeah, just find one. Everyone has some type of. I definitely need to find nearby. something yeah. more game because I've been to Comic Con a couple of times. I've been to New York a few times. I went to San Diego once. I don't even do comics. Oh yeah, at all. I remember you, you did do Comic Con. I saw it on your other podcast. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's excellent. Um, awesome. but I wanted to ask you one more thing as I'm realizing that uh, my son is cutting his nap short. So I wanted to ask you <laughs> one other thing about um jazz and improvisation and and getting your sense of like. And talking about that three-hour gig that you that you could have done, I'm reminded of my brother's wedding. He had one of his musician friends because that's all they they all mingle together, right? And one of his sure. one of his friends, uh, he had him just like play like background music the whole time, and he was playing for probably like between three to five hours or something. I can't even remember. He was just, lot, he was just yeah. playing, right? And so he wasn't even like he had nothing in front of him. He was just either playing songs that he had memorized or just making things up off the top of your head. And the people around their table was going like we're asking non-musicians were asking some of the musicians about like, how could you even do that? And somebody had described music to me in a way that like sort of the way that you and I are having a conversation. You just like, you have certain words to convey certain storytelling or things like, is that kind of how you approach like music and improvisation? Is that, is there something to that? Or did this guy just like make this up on the spot? No, no, he's yeah. Yeah. He's a hundred percent right. It is like a language and it is like right now, I don't know the next words that come out of my mouth. I'm just kind of, working through it so it's the same thing uh it seems crazy because like how is that possible but it just takes time and you start developing a language you start listening to other people and it helps you develop yours um depending on that kind of gig i I think there's two ways to approach a gig like that if you told me hey just play for five hours i'm either gonna do um i probably do a combination Uh, personally i know about 70 songs from memory so that would easily be enough for the five hours wow i could just yeah, and those are jazz songs. Yeah. So, so at, when you see add the solos, um, you know that that's a I can I can probably do like, uh, it depends six to eight songs an hour. So I would get through like twenty four or something for like three four hours. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have another thirty forty on in my back catalog. So I would probably do a combination of that. And if it really is background music, then I would just start to improvise. Yeah. I would just start going through tonal centers and different keys and just kind of do you like learn like do you start going like man maybe i'll just like try out a thing like is it is it borderline trying something that might not even work or are you more going for sure for sure yeah that's so sweet man yeah you take you take the risk uh you just it depends on how creative you are. I know some people struggle with this, especially even good musicians. Yeah. I know really great musicians who are like, I can't think of anything. I'm like, you just got to, kind of like anything else. You just got to go. I'm like, I'll start something like, okay, we're just going to play everything in G that we can. Or I'm just going to move in thirds and just see when I hear something cool. And I would then do the same I'm gonna thing. I'm going to take it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
have and, no idea. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's something like that. You just you just gotta put. If you have no creativity, then put yourself in a box. Like I'm just gonna play the black keys. Mm-hmm. What's that? What happens there? I'm just gonna stay here, or I'm gonna you know go in opposite directions on both hands until something sounds cool and then riff off I that. Love and it's that. just kind of how you have to have to go through it if you're really improvising. And if you have a song, it's a lot easier because it already has predetermined harmony, mm-hmm. so you've got to go along with that. But if you don't have any music and you like just play, that's really what you have to do. Um, so yeah, so that, that's kind of how that works. Hey, Edwin, can you, um, can you let anybody know, like, do you have music available? You said you have some stuff on YouTube. Is there a place yeah. that people can find the music and so also you e- on Twitter and all yeah. that, all those things? Yeah. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's all the same. E plays chords. So that's where you can find me on all that. Uh, my YouTube channel, I think it's still called Edwin Garcia music. I'll, I'll link it to you if you yeah, want definitely. it. Um, I'll put it in the show notes for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me see what it's called. Yeah, Edwin Garcia Music. Uh, I only have 10 subs, so I could definitely use... We'll get you at least to 15. I can promise you that. There we go. All right. Okay, got it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, and I'm definitely going to... I definitely would love to be back on, you know, maybe sometime halfway through next year or something like that because I want to do more video game music. That's kind of where my focus is going towards. Hit me up, more. man. Definitely. I want to I make some indie music and, and really do some more tracks, and I'm going to I'm gonna start a podcast on video game music specifically Amazing. Uh, in a couple months. So, Come back on I, I when you're ready you to do advice, it. No, let's do I, it. I already know what you're going to say. I got to make 10 before I come Yeah, but I can you, still so get you I'm set up. To... I can still help you with yeah, like, okay, like cool. I'll, I'll get you all the programs, everything you need. And then in terms of like, yeah, you, you'll, you'll learn. You know, man, you, you just like, you do yeah. it. I'll make 10 and then we'll, we'll, we'll so talk funny, about man. how it's going. <laughs> it's funny because I do this and I pretend that nobody listens. And then somebody will like remind me of something that I said. I'm like, oh yeah, shit. Some people actually listen to this. So yeah, that's, yeah. I that's heard you. I'm like, okay, I got to make 10 and then we'll get you. We'll get you started. We won't make you like, I'll make sure that you actually can actually record which i'm sure you guys are you're already on your way so um edwin yeah yeah this was amazing man i am so sorry that we're gonna actually have to like we're just gonna like abruptly cut this my son is just up like he is he oh, is crazy. he's trying to yell at me that he's like oh, oh wow, we're he's, good it looks like a horror movie from here. i know, I, know. I, I see my reflection and i see a, a a being moving and i'm like oh my god yeah, he's he's awake so <laughs> thank you so much man this was absolutely eye-opening and just i had a couple of those like great just chills moments i really appreciate your time today yeah it was fun I'm always so impressed by people who just want to like, they, they acknowledge a situation or an opportunity and they go, you know what? I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to do, they make up their mind and they have a plan and they make it happen. I was so impressed with Edwin and that was his music. By the way, we did get uh, his, his uh, Zelda song at the start of the show in case you guys didn't maybe put that together. I'm sure you did because you're so smart. You, oh, that's why you listened to the, to this show. Uh, every monday thank you to edwin you can guys follow him at e plays chords uh right as soon as like literally that was the end of the conversation because lincoln was freaking the f out we uh, his nap time is all over the place so if you guys are uh, maybe even slated to be a guest and you've seen or you've been on the show in the last couple of, you've seen me reschedule some of the shows i apologize i'm trying to make it all work this is absolutely like, daytime is definitely the best time for me i'm a i'm a nightmare at night also trying to do the streams at night too so just trying to balance it all out so thank you guys so much no oc remix this time that was edwin garcia at this at the top uh if you guys like the show and you haven't already rate us on itunes me i guess this show us that sounds weird on google play you can leave a thumbs up on the video at youtube.com slash we the nerdy um follow me on twitter at sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants i nailed it this time you can follow the show at we the gamer cast and remember you can follow uh, and support myself um psvg warp whistle nintendo nostalgia Bad Bit Games, the Trophy Room Podcast, so much, guys. Incredible, incredible stuff happening at patreon.com slash make us better. And we're also, like, kind of meeting, like, every once in a while. We're like, we've got to make this thing the best thing ever. So I want you guys to know that we're taking this very, very seriously. It's not just, like, we're making stuff and then hoping people throw money at it. Like, we are... We're talking every single moment of every single day to try and make this thing the best Patreon on the freaking internet. So thank you guys so much for all of your support. Um, I want to thank Gary Gray and Adam Leonard for drawing all the things and our, our amazing video designer, Antonio Gian. I hope you're well, my friend. Um, I feel like I just kind of like raced through all that stuff. I kind of want to, li- I want to listen to, there's another um, Megadads coming up. You guys can come on the Discord. I don't really ever mention that too. This is kind of awkward, though. Like, I, I, I probably should have planned, like, something else. This is also where I could maybe just grab something from my shelf and show you guys. 
like Ribo's favorite topic is when Sean grabs stuff off the shelf. But now that's the end because this is episode 167. Now, time for Jason. It's time for Jason. I'll be back next week. I hope you're there too. It's time for Jason. Here he comes. You ready for it? It's about to come happen. It's about to happen. I need to tighten this end part up. Like there's too much silence here until Jason happens right now. Nope. Now. No. Jason! 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 John! 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 John, where are you? Jason! 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 John! 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 Stop! Jason! 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 Jason!